Hello, my name is Ned Flick. I'm a professor of film at Harvard University, and this is my podcast, Ned Flick's Originals, where we talk about Netflix original films. This is episode two, where we will be talking about Someone Great. This is a fantastic film. And without further ado, I will welcome my pupils on to talk about the film. So welcome Jacob, Trevor, and a special guest today, Jack. Thanks, Mitski. Thank you, Thank you, Mitski, Thank you Mitski, for, for bringing, bringing us, us in. in. Well, all right. Please try not to step on what I say. Okay, sorry. It's okay. I was just trying to jinx you. You're welcome. I mean, thank you. Okay, so okay. today we're going to be talking about Someone Great. That's right. And this is a brand new Netflix film. Just kidding. It came it out It came out in 2019. 2019? April yeah. 19th, 2019. Yeah, out. I think that's right. I'm seeing it here. And um, we've got a special guest today. we got Jack. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Yeah. This is Jack. Uh... He specializes in um, LCD sound system knowledge, which will become more relevant later on in the episode. But yeah. just remember, he's the James Murphy expert. He's yeah. the DFA records expert. Yep. Just keep it in mind as the episode flows. So contrary to the title of this movie, Someone Great, um, it's actually something awful of a movie, in my opinion. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Two yeah, I've down. been planning that bit for a long time. Well, the yeah, the someone great in the movie is uh, every woman in the movie. Every woman in the movie is great. Right. That's sort of the general so uh, consensus of the movie. Should we just start out with like a little synopsis of the plot and uh, just kind of bring everyone into to what happened in this movie? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, before before you start, this episode is going to be a little bit different than episode one. You know, we're we're trying new things, trying to figure out how we want to do this. So we're not going to be running through the entire movie scene by scene like we did with uh, the kissing booth one and two. Yeah, that was a pretty bad idea. It wasted a lot of, of our time. Yeah, two hours and forty <laughs> minutes of our time. End of your time if you listen to it. So um, yeah, we're just going to be. You know, giving you a synopsis and then do more more analysis and critique of the film as a whole. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to critiquing this film. <laughs> yeah, me too. There's a lot to dissect. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. How many times have you seen someone great, Jack? Uh, I've seen it like three-fourths of a time. I oh. think, I, I think I, it was so bad I had to step out. For Are you kidding minutes. me, dude? might have stepped out. I might have stepped out. All right. Well, I've seen this movie 10 times. It's one of my favorite Netflix films. So let's just dive right in. Um, right. Someone great. You got Gina, Run Rod Rod sorry, Gina Rodriguez stars as Jenny. Yeah. Last name you, not you, revealed. You know her from, uh, you know, her, her last name's Young. Um, Jenny Young? Yeah. Oh. You know her from Jane the Virgin. That's right. That, that show. Um I don't know her from that because I've never seen that show. But if you have, that's where you would know her from. 
Um, so yeah, we got we got Jenny. She's sort of the main character. She is a um, Latino woman living in New York, um, the the world of dreams, the city of contrast, the land of integrity, New York City. New Everybody York wants to be there. Everybody wants to hear about something that happens in New York City. It's you yeah, know, the not big apple out. of the the big apple of the mm-hmm. East, the big apple of New England. Um, yeah, so Gina Rodriguez stars alongside Brittany St- Snow. I gotta fucking up everyone's name. All right, Gina Rodriguez stars with alongside Brittany Snow and Dewanda Wise, who play uh, Blair and Aaron, respectively. They're her, her two best friends. Right. Her, they're, that's, they're the girl crew. Right, yeah. So we got one Latino, one white, one black. Already, anybody who has their diversity scorecards out are checking off boxes and smiling. The people that the people that care about that most in the movie, they're they're already smiling. By yeah, the, time the people who judge a movie based on the types of people there are and the Bechdel test only, they're right. they're filling out their bingo cards. Mm-hmm. And there's another one you can add. Uh, Aaron, the black friend, is are also lesbian. S- oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's she, another one too. Yeah, she's lesbian, and she is in a lesbian relationship with an Indian woman. So yeah. even more boxes checked. And uh, we got we got Lakeith Stanfield too. He plays uh, Jenny's ex boyfriend in the movie. So this this is um, pretty much your typical rom com. Uh, pr- people people have been saying on the internet that it's the uh, quote unquote anti rom com yeah. because it's it's a breakup rom com as opposed to rom coms are normally about the genesis of a relationship and maybe a couple trials and tribulations that happen you know before they officially get together or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is that in reverse, but. All the same shit to me. I yeah, don't. It's a rom com. It's a rom com. It's a rom com. So basically, the premise is you find this all at the beginning that uh, Jenny has a new job in San Francisco. She's working for the Rolling Stone, where she's going to be making twenty dollars per article that she writes. Uh, she's going to no, move out. <laughs> I think that's later. I think that's another job she had when she was lower on the uh, on that, the totem pole. I think she's salaried at this point. Or oh, she's okay. going to move to San. Francisco. So she's getting like her big girl job. She's about to turn 30 and uh, she's had this boyfriend for nine years. It's like her college BF and um, they decide that they have to break up. He doesn't really want to do the long distance thing. So, yeah. Well, and he's a community organizer in New York City. So that's sort of why he doesn't want to move. He, he, he can't really leave. He's invested in community. And um, yeah, I mean, Lakeith looking good. That's he is looking good. Say. He's yeah. looking good. I mean, everyone in this movie is looking good. That's what it's got going for it. Yeah, that that is what it's got going for it. Um, so yeah, that that's all at the beginning of the movie. They have already both broken up. So this movie takes place right after they broke up, and then there's flashbacks intercut into the like the genesis of their relationship, some uh, problems they have, and then the the final breakup near the end of the movie. Yeah. There's like three main yeah. main flashbacks and uh, and also some some good times which you know the movie opens up with one of my least favorite scenes right off the bat where they uh, Jenny and Nate um, Gina and Lakeith respectively are uh, going to meet their friends at a bar and um, she insists on on giving him a, a piggyback ride into the mm-hmm. bar and she's you know pushing people out of the way and is like uh, you know make room. Make room I got to get this guy gotta, to the bar. I got to get him to the bar. And then, yeah, they so, get to the yeah. bar. Uh, Aaron's smoking a joint or a blunt inside the bar. Right. Takes a Polaroid picture of them. It's really weird and cringy. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
babe, you're not supposed to shake the picture. That's a myth. No, it's not a myth. Pretty good. That's um, a lot. Right away, yeah, starts off with the quirky dialogue that you know you love to hear. Mm-hmm. People talk like that in real life. So, yeah, after that, yeah, the whole movie is just the breakup movie. So this is the anti-rom-com in that in that the relationship between Jenny and Nate is not exactly the focal point, or at least the director does not seem to want to make that the focal point. Oh, the director is uh, Jennifer Kate, Kate, Jennifer Caton Robinson, by the way, who is a New York University alum and I guess has grown up in New York her whole life. Probably, yeah. It, like seems, it seems like uh, the people behind this movie love New York. They never let you forget that you're in New York. Yeah, no, constant references to stoops and brownstones, mm-hmm. and, and there's the one fountain. reference to a rat. The rat Yeah, thing. the fountain in Washington Square Park. Yeah. Um, what else we got? I guess that's about it. It's always in the background. Um, so this the whole movie is basically uh, Jenny's last hurrah before she she moves to San Francisco with her uh, well, her last hurrah with her friends. Um, they're gonna go to this concert that they used to go to in college, and you know just ha- have a good time and uh, show off their girl their girl boss power. Right, and that's pretty much the whole movie. You got them. Um, the initial, like, you know, hero's calling, the hero's quest of the movie is, uh-oh, well, we got to plug my laptop in there. Okay. <laughs> um, Jack, do you want to grab his laptop charger? Uh, it's just sitting right over there, but it won't reach over here. I don't know where we're going to plug a, it in. Oh, there's a, an alley right there's there. A, yeah, extension. Cable. I'll grab it. You just, you hold the four. The hero's okay. calling of the movie, they got to get booze. They got to get, um, Molly. Molly. And then they got to get VIP tickets to, to Neon Classic. To Neon Classic, this uh, film festival, this fake film festival. And interestingly, uh, I mean, Jack can, can hop in here. They chose Neon Classic because they couldn't get LCD Sound System, which the, the title of the movie is based off uh, Someone Great, one of their songs. Yeah, the, con- the final concert they were supposed to reach was, their, was a, a reunion show by LCD Sound System uh, since they'd broken up. I think they were broken up at the time. And, uh, yeah, I guess you know, she phoned up James Murphy or James Murphy's lawyers, and he's like, fuck no. Like, you can't use my song in this capacity. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's some real James Murphy power. Yeah, the director was pretty heartbroken by this. She said, uh, though, that she understands why LCD Sound System didn't want to be in it because uh, three of the songs that were in this movie uh, became, like, a Billboard top charters. And she didn't want LCD sound system to pop off, <laughs> which is so stay unknown. So yeah. funny, unknown by anybody. Unknown by anybody. You know, the <laughs> smallest band in the world, LCD sound system. They don't. You know, the God second damn. anybody else learns about LCD sound system, the music's gonna be ruined. It's just no gonna, one's be, gonna ruined. be able to listen to it anymore. <laughs> Absolutely ruined. Yeah. Um, so one of my, I'll just jump in with one of my main gripes about this movie is this. Um, this fetishized, stereotypical millennial culture that is just throughout the film. Each character is this, um, you know, movie version of a millennial that doesn't really exist in real life. And if it does, it's, you know, life imitating art and not the other way around. Just saying all this relatable shit that you could post on the internet and everything is easily jiffable. Um, 
they, they want you to be posting about this movie and everything, the set design and everything looks like a post. They're all, uh, I've been calling it the, uh, the Schrodinger's adult, which is this millennial idea of people who think they're like a boss ass bitch, but also like a little kid that wants to curl up and watch the new Toy Story 4 and, uh, <laughs> you know, get drunk or high in their room and uh, still be a little baby boy or a girl um, and think they can do both of those things at the same time, which uh, is just a, a strange millennial problem that is glorified in, in this movie and movies of this type. Yeah, it, it's it's weird shit. Um I, I don't like how, you know, the friends, I, I mean, I guess they get into the shit with each other sometimes. They get they get mad. Yeah, there's a couple arguments, but... But on the other hand, there's no realistic dialogue in this movie. It's obviously, you know, a script. And it, to me, good movies always surpass that, and you find an element of, of realness in the dialogue. But in this one, it's like every character already knows what the other one's going to say, and they can predict perfectly what they're going to say. Which yeah. is just the the worst way to view friendship, like the fact that you think your friend's gonna say everything perfect at exactly the right time and stop you and and help you from making the wrong moves. Like there even are wrong moves, you know? Yeah, they're just yeah. It's like um, yeah, each character. I mean, each person. Even if this were supposed to be real life, is uh, scripted and everyone knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, they're drunk and high the whole time, but that doesn't, you know, stop any of their quips. And, like, they're they're all much more witty than, yeah. than a normal person. Yeah, sometimes the way they act drunk is just by being a little bit more bratty. But yeah. then the next scene, it's like, well, the haze is lifted now. There's no... Yeah, they spend the entire movie chugging tequila and smoking weed and even when they take Molly, you know, other characters react to them like they're being different, like they're on Molly, but there is no discernible difference. No, yeah, really the only thing is uh, Blair, who is who is on Molly, uh, really likes the headphones that uh, Aaron gives her to put, put in her ear so she can have uh, a private conversation. Yeah. And that's really the only indication that any of them are, like, under the influence throughout the whole movie. Yeah. No, there's there's really nothing there. Going back to the music, I guess Lizzo, she popped off because yeah, of this. Yeah, Lizzo popped off with Truth, uh, Hurts. Truth Hurts. Yeah. Which is one of the um the first songs that Jenny listens to after the breakup when she she calls all their besties over to, you know, get some alcohol and stuff and and help her party through this this breakup. Did this launch Lizzo's career? Um I think it helped for sure. Yeah. Um after this movie came out, she she hit uh, number 50 on the Billboard charts, I believe, and then, then went a little higher after that. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast with Lizzo as a guest at one point, and she was saying uh, she was, like, ready to give up if, if Truth Hurts didn't hit. Really? Because she had been going for a while. Yeah, she had been making music for years in total obscurity, and, yeah, yeah this, uh, this, this freak thing happened, and, you know, now she's pretty huge. So, I mean, good for her. Yeah. Just gotta put your music in a girl boss movie and Yeah, if your off. movie's in a girl boss Netflix original, I mean you you've really made it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so there's just this uh 
completely unhuman feeling throughout the whole thing. None of the characters are relatable. Um, even the emotional scenes of like their of um, what's her face Jenny and and Nate, her boyfriend's Nate, right? Yeah. Of their relationship on the rocks and then their breakup. Um, it's just not. There's no feeling there, really. They like almost get there, and then they throw in, you know, some song that completely misses the the tone of the scene, and and draws you out of it. It's this just emotional whiplash of of whether you're supposed to be like feeling sad that their relationship ended, or you're supposed to be like, yeah, girl power. She do, she don't need no man. Yeah, no, it's it's really weird. I mean, yeah, the point of it's supposed to be the the female friendship, which is clear from interviews with the director online. But, yeah, I just don't really understand it because it's not an accurate depiction of friendship in any way. No. And they... There are some parts... Um, this is basically the highest praise I can I can give the movie is there are some parts that, like, lead into flashbacks or whatever that are almost they just they almost get to like relatable like um she sees or she hears a song that like takes her back or whatever but it's just they add in this dumb like comedic relief almost that draws you out of it and then like one of them she sees a diet coke that's just like blatant product placement that takes you out of it she sees a diet coke and thinks back to a time when Nate was holding a Diet Coke. He loves Diet Coke. <laughs> he loves he it. He loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, almost relatable. Like, after a breakup or whatever, like, things remind you of, of the relationship. But there's just so many things that that pull you out of uh, feeling anything for any of the characters. Yeah. No, absolutely. Got anything else? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm drawing a blank, honestly. Maybe we should. Do you want to drink some more beer? I don't know. Yeah, I could maybe drink some more beer. Yeah. I don't um, really have much to well, I'll, say about it. I'll talk about some, some fun plot points while you think. So there's this, uh, their goal is to go to Neon Classic, this this cool ass um fucking uh show this music festival they're gonna get molly and they're gonna get vip tickets to this show and they go to this craigslist dude he's called craigslist mikey and this guy um he rolls up to the door on his hoverboard and he's like yeah my parents bought me this apartment it's pretty sick isn't it and it's just like the probably like a ten thousand dollar a month apartment in New York City, just fucking insane. And his opener is, uh, so what Harry Potter house are y'all? And you know they they talk about their Harry Potter house, just more of this wanting to be a kid thing. Um, uh, Blair says, uh, I, I'm a Slytherin with a Ravenclaw moon. And uh, Mikey says, wow, that's something a, a Slytherin would say for sure. Um, 
So they, they get some weed from him, which is uh, the type of weed that Beyonce smokes, and they say that they say that a couple times. Um, they say it's dead ass the best weed, which is pretty pretty good, you know. Um, and then yeah, they they get f- um, flubbed on the tickets from this Mikey guy. He's like, well. I actually gave the tickets to my boy, but I was thinking like you guys are are pretty cute. Maybe we could like f- fuck fuck on each other. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, he is the best character in the movie. Yeah, the Jabuki character. Yeah. Yeah. No, he rocks. I don't know. He's just trying to fuck. He's just trying to fuck. He's he drives around really on a hoverboard. The, the tickets. Yeah, he's just chilling. He's in his yeah. his parents' uh, apartment. I'm feeling defeated by this movie. You're feeling defeated? Yeah. I don't think it's funny anymore. I just think it's another rom-com in a long slew of the most, one of the worst genres. I watched a really good rom-com, though, the other day. What was it? Punch Drunk Love. Technically a rom-com. I've heard that that one's good. I haven't actually seen it. Maybe the only good rom-com in history. (laughs) <laughs> How'd that sound, Jack? Yeah, it was good. That sounded good. What was that? What was that one Tom Hanks rom com? Oh yeah, the, uh, <laughs> you've got mail. You've got you've mail, got mail oh, dude. That was psycho. Yeah, that was a psycho one. God damn. Yeah. What? Who was the female lead in that? I can't remember. She's so famous. Uh. Uh. uh, uh no, that one was great though, because he works for like Barnes and Noble, and she works for like. A little grandma's book corner. Yeah, and he's like and a he's little bit rapey, to... and it's fucking, yeah, dude. It's, it's it's just like the the most problematic <laughs> '80s rom com, but it's fucking tight. Dude, that <laughs> one was so fucking funny. Meg Ryan, that's that's who plays the opposite. But when did it come out? '90s. '98. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know why I said '80s. Well, yeah, all the same there, dude. Yeah, that one was so fucking good. And then that other one with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Do you remember that one? God, oh, what? yeah. Wait, sh- what was that one? Yeah, what was that one? I'll this find it. This is going to turn into it. a review of better rom-coms. <laughs> yeah, we could great. talk about a couple better rom-coms. Yeah, well, they're they're just more funny. This cause, Because Someone Great was utterly exhausting. All of the fucking sets were just Pinterest bullshit, like a neon sign in the background that says, you got this girl. Or yeah. they go into a shop and it says, at Babe Mania, and there's just a neon fucking light in the background. And just every single fucking piece for the yeah, movie was got through Pinterest. They had a pillow that just said feminist, 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 feminist on it. Yeah. They have a coffee mug that they says feminist. They have a feminist. coffee mug that says feminist. It just uh, throws it in your face so fucking did they, much. Did they use, like, lens flares and shit? Or am I just imagining that it's the type of movie that would use lens flares? <laughs> I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure they used, like, Snapchat. J.J. <laughs> Abrams directing <laughs> someone great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Jenny has a shirt that says Latina AF um, throughout the whole film. Uh, neon signs that say, do what you love, and everything's just immaculate and clean. There's not a single piece of trash or a homeless person or anything on, on the New York streets. Not a single rat. There's only one uh, reference to a rat where... Um, what's her name? The the black lesbian girl says. Aaron. Aaron says she accidentally pet one, thinking it was a chihuahua. Yeah, 
She and I mean, tired. I don't know. I was thinking about it. And maybe that's what Williamsburg is or Manhattan in general. Maybe it is this now. Maybe it's not yeah. so far off of a depiction. Yeah, but outside of th- yeah, that, just a homeless true. person, you know, screaming at you from, or sorry, a, you know, a, a person without home. What do you call them now? I don't know. I think homeless person, person is fine. <laughs> All right, we're being problematic, gentlemen. I think is it's fine, dude. It's problematic, dude. I don't. Do you even watch someone great? You didn't learn <laughs> your lesson, did you? What do they want? Yeah, okay. there's it's, this. It's though. God, people experiencing how. How home people experiencing nomads, dude. Yeah, nomads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people going through a brief uh, yeah. experience of not having a house. Oh yeah, and that that Ryan Reynolds movie. Pair. This is completely. It's just friends, and he starts out as the fat guy, and then he tries to get with the girl, <laughs> and then he and then she rejects him, so he leaves town in shame. Dude, that is an anti, <laughs> that is a true anti rom com. That Don't try shit. to pull this shit and be like, oh, it's actually about a breakup when you can start with a fucking fat, unlovable person. <laughs> yeah, he is an absolute psycho. You remember the way he would just like look at her and lick his lips and yeah. like always be peering through. He was that was the most psycho character ever made. Like. I don't know what they told him directionally to do those things, but it, it comes off as extremely creepy. You know and what they told him? You're going to be getting a big paycheck for this. <laughs> do whatever yeah. the hell you want. Yeah. Make it good. Make it, make it really bad. But, yeah, that, guy, that dude's a fucking psycho in that movie. That movie rocks. And you got the Britney Spears character, the insane pop star that he has to deal with the whole time. You remember her? Yeah. And she does nasty girl shit. Yeah, she was a girl boss. Lucci was a girl boss. That's yeah, true. There's... I haven't seen this movie, so I'm just going to segue back into this. It's someone great with some nasty girl humor. Um, you got some of that for sure. The first instance is in one of their uh, flashbacks where it, it shows Jenny and Nate first meeting. They're at this college party. And uh, Jenny just, like, scratches her pussy and is like... The hairs you, grow you in know toward it each other. itchy when the hairs grow in towards each other. Right. And then right after that, she locks eyes with Nate from across the room, and they, and they, yeah, they start. And he in alpha mentality just goes over, and and it's established right before that that he crushes pussy because he's talking with his friends, and they're like, yeah, not everyone can get all the pussy you can, you fucking poon slayer. Yeah, he almost verbatim says yeah. that he says, and then no he, one can uh, crush yeah. puss like you. And then he and then verbatim. he does a and then he fist bumps with his homie. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks very bad. Um, it's a weak burp. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, if you're gonna burp, I'm glad though, it's fine. If you're gonna burp though, make it better next All right. time. If God you're gonna damn. do it on mic, I'll get a good burp in here. Give me a second. Talk okay. about something. Um, you know, we we kind of touched on this with just the immaculateness of New York City, but they they preach this diversity oh. thing with the. Dude, that one sucked. Yeah, too. I know. Come I on. didn't get in close enough. <laughs> they, <laughs> Pretty good. They preach this diversity with this movie <laughs> and like checking all the boxes, but it's all fake. There's no economic uh, or class diversity, even a little bit. Um, yeah, that part is tough. You're meant to believe that these are like struggling, you know, late twenties millennials who are, you know, trying to find their way in New York or whatever, but 
They're all wearing designer clothes. Yeah, they're wearing nice clothes. Yeah. They've got nice ass apartments. They can there's afford booze and Molly every night. Yeah, they're well. They say they can't, but there's no indication that they can't. You know? Yeah, and they their got apartments at least three thousand. Yeah, they literally fucking got a place in Manhattan here. You're not doing that bad, honey. I'm yeah. sorry. There's there's no way you're doing that bad. Yeah, it just makes it seem like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just feminism, but only. For for rich girls, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Everyone's room fake. has five tapestries in it. <laughs> this fake white feminism thing that's not intersectional at all. Besides, I I guess, like, I, I don't even know. I don't like, know. The more we talk about it, though, the more I'm coming around on it. Like, I don't know. Just give the pigs their slop. Yeah. This movie got great reviews. It did get yeah. great reviews. It got great fucking reviews. People seem to like it. For some reason, people like it. I think they just, they want their life to be like that, so they pretend that it's relatable. It is, I don't know. If if you're someone who would watch that type of movie, I don't think you're looking for movies to to change anything about the way you think. I think you're looking for movies that are easily digestible, that you can spend a Friday night escaping into, but you're not actually thinking about it. Because if we tried to escape into that movie, it's insanely disjointed. None of the emotions make any fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, the I The friendships think... don't make any sense. The setting doesn't make any sense. Every set is uncomfortable and disturbing and fucking taken from a stock footage off the internet. Nothing feels real, and it's incredibly jarring to watch. But people like it, so... What can you say? Like I don't know. I think I'm yeah. coming around. I think I like it. Now. You think now you that like we're it? Talking about it, Jack, dude, get on. Yeah, get on my team here, dude. Let's yeah. be pigs. Let's just fucking get fat let's and let's be again. big fat oinking pigs and let's just have our slop. Let's get it. <laughs> let's get the put it in the trough and we'll slurp it up. Who fucking cares? I don't know. Like the art is dead. The aesthetic, the aesthetics of the movie sucked, but I could totally see how someone would be pulled into it. And like, especially during quarantine, just like fantasizing about wanting to go out and party or whatever. Like, yeah, that'd be one of those movies that just has no fucking, you know, deeper content to contemplate except for, you know, pretending you're at a club with your pretend friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much. Like, I guess, I don't know. It would it would appeal to some people who have, I don't know, never had an impactful friendship in their life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a place for that type of movie that's just, you know, you you get lost in it and it's purely entertainment. There's no real world applicability at all. But for me, this one just didn't have any of that because it was so unrelatable. All the feelings are, uh, yeah, like we said with the kissing booth, it's, it's all, um, tell not show, which is the opposite of, you know, how a, a good story should be. Um, there was no, I never got like feelings that were supposed to be um, conveyed. Well, is that true, dude? Because you were saying, I think that you said the first time we watched it that you liked the breakup scene, that it stirred up some emotion in you. Yeah. Am I, I think, wrong? I think the breakup scene is close. But the, but the breakup why. scene ends with them screaming fuck at each other like they're in a John Green novel. No, not that one. That's like their fight before they break up. Oh, what's their and breakup? And then they have. What part got you emotional? Tell me about it. Uh, well, I think the most, the two most relatable scenes are after that fight. They have that weird makeup. We're going. Our relationship is over. Sex. 
you know, you remember that yeah, scene. Yeah, the good sex scene. That's a great sex scene. Jack, do you remember that sex scene? I don't see. I don't remember any sex scenes, and I feel like I need to go back and, <laughs> and watch them. Just yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the, just this sex scene it was with, hot. with no emotion at all afterwards. What do you mean, like, dude? He's pumping. He's pissing it. Yeah, but there's no emotion there. Afterwards, she's like, I want water. She's like do you want scratching water? at his back and shit. Yeah, they're stiff with each other. Yeah, because they, they fucked their relationship to try and save it, and then is, and then it's falling apart anyway. Yeah, that one I think is almost there. It's it's fine, but and then he then, hugs her and he says, "You're my person." Yeah, it's weird. That's they some, just go that, back and forth. That's some atrocious then, fucking dialogue. And then the other one, the actual breakup scene. Um, they're you know they're they're on the bed, and he's like, "I just don't think this is working" or whatever, and she's like. I don't want you to end us. And then he's like, uh, he burps in her face. <laughs> 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 uh, they break up or whatever, <laughs> and she tries to kiss him, and he walks away, and she says, fuck. And then you're, yeah. like, sad for a moment, and then it comes in with this dumbass song that uh, if you listen to the end of the podcast, you'll, you'll hear a little treat. Uh, oh, is that one? Is that when that song it's comes be at in? The beginning, right? No, the no. beginning song is Lord's Supercut. No, <laughs> it's not. It is the first song. The first song. Oh, of the first. I montage thought you meant is, the first song of our podcast. Oh no, no, the first song of our podcast is a great little tune by Mitski called "Your Best American Girl," which that we, song which we plays in that sex scene you were just talking about. The little spoon one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> See, it doesn't make sense. They don't mix the 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 soundtrack is completely off base with the emotions of the scenes. Uh, it it doesn't make any sense. You're sad for a second. <laughs> that and would be <laughs> that'd be a good place to put an LCD song for a sex <laughs> scene. <laughs> Dance yourself clean. <laughs> that would be that would be an excellent put a song <laughs> just, about death. And yeah, right just James Murphy, Murphy talking about someone that he loved dying right over. The, yeah, yeah. right over like dying. Yeah. talking about his therapist dying. Yeah. Right, o- right over right over somehow just the going basis for full this movie. fucking force into this woman's pussy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just there were yeah, the uh, those two scenes. I think Lakeith is a good actor and could um pull it out a little bit. Um not his dick, but <laughs> you know the his acting chops. He'd probably have to pull out his dick a lot bit if yeah. you ask me. Yeah. My man's probably got a big swinger. Yeah. He and that's all like I have to say about that. Yeah, I mean the scenes just it almost have an emotional impact, but then, you know, just, yeah, even can't follow through with that, which I find very frustrating. Yeah. I, I mean, from the opening shots, though, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I have a, I'm having a hard time with this because it did get such good reviews, and I don't want to just be a dick about it. Yeah. I mean, However... I knew from the get-go this was not going to be a movie that would stir any emotion in me because everything, it, nothing makes any fucking sense. Yeah, it yeah. starts off with the dumb montage of the emails and Facebook. Oh, and yeah, that Instagram part was weird. Everyone was texting. emailing her. This is 2019, and everyone's emailing her, asking her to hang out. Yeah. It, what? When? Uh, the, uh, last time I emailed someone was in fifth grade. So what was that, <laughs> like fucking 15 years ago? <laughs> 
Yeah. Pretty close. Pretty close. And and I yeah, and you would, you know, email your fucking sixth grade girlfriend like <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what you what are you up to? Hey. Before phones. You know, before we had phones, you'd email. Before phones. And then these people have phones. It is twenty nineteen in the movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know, maybe... And they're emailing her, asking her to hang out. Maybe 9-11 didn't happen in this universe either. <laughs> oh, it absolutely didn't, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm starting to think all of these Netflix be, originals dude, are. Netflix, the timeline the Netflix where 9-11 didn't happen. cinematic universe, the NCU, is just the, what would happen if 9-11 didn't happen. Yeah. That would be so funny if at the very end of the movie, they were like having their scene where all the girls reconcile and everything's and good. And, and, the and then the camera towers. pans over and the Twin Towers are still standing. Uh, just an American flag. Yeah, there's just like a little Superimposed glint. Superimposed behind it. then it would make sense because they're in this weird universe that doesn't have real emotions at all yeah it's all too clean i would honestly watch a netflix cinematic universe movie where they put noah flynn and fucking l and these three and blair and aaron yeah they all meet jenny they all meet up (laughs) and they're all on the plane they're all chilling it's a a drama They have to stop. Uh, They're in the one that Muhammad like, bin Saad. They have to crash the plane yeah. before it hits the hits the White House. They're, yeah, they're in the one that got yeah. taken down by the passengers. Uh, they dude, have that to, would make these yeah. movies so yeah. much yeah. better. It's yeah, just but in the yeah. Netflix cinematic universe, Jenny's up in the cockpit. She's ready to like grab the handles and twist it away, but then she sees a diet coke can in the in the, <laughs> in the cup holder, and she and starts she reminiscing starts about Nate. Yeah, she and starts then, singing yeah. some song that they used to sing together. <laughs> and then Noah's singing back there the beating up the 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 Muslim dude, giving him three <laughs> punches, his signature three punch on the ground style, <laughs> and before the camera cuts away. Yeah, this is a good movie. That'd be a much better movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should contact Jacob Elordi. He might be interested in that because he didn't seem to be having too much fun on Kissing Booth Two. Yeah. Oh, you guys got the same name, huh? Yeah, we've got the same name. How do you feel about that? Hot Jacob. Yeah. I'm not hot. talking about you. I'm talking about him. him. Hot He's Jacob. definitely hot Jacob. Yeah, yeah, so what does that make you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jacob, what does that make you? What does that make you, I, my friend? I guess I'm podcasting Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Mic'd up. Mic drop, Jacob. Yeah, I'm, 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 Mike. I'm on the ones and twos, Jacob. <laughs> I got my cans on. Yeah. That would be dope, though. And it's funny you, you guys bring this up because, yeah, I was just reading interviews with the director where some fucking freak fan was interviewing the director over the phone and, and the, the freak fan was like, that was a weak burp. God damn, I'm not on it. Yeah. The freak fan was like, I would love to see an extended cinematic universe with these characters. And it's like, what? What else would they do? Yeah, it's like they, they serve their part. There's yeah, no other growth like what, these characters. They don't grow at all. What do you even movie? mean There's a cinematic universe? It's just a story. Like they, they'd have a movie sequel. in New York. It's just <laughs> New exactly. York. <laughs> Fucking, this, like, you want, you want them, you want the next Netflix rom-com to have a post-credit scene where, where Jenny <laughs> and Aaron and Blair show up and they're like, you go, girl. Yeah, the, <laughs> You're Nick, bad. Nick you Fury go. comes up and he's like, I need you to be part of this Pinterest this <laughs> Pinterest New York world. I'm assembling a girl boss team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 I'm into FinDom now. Please take my credit card and go to Claire's and buy and buy anything you want. I guess women don't go to Claire's. That's more of a girl store. I'm yeah. sorry. Maybe I'm like sorry. I fucked, I fucked up the riff. Forever I'm 21 sorry. might be a good one. 
do women like Forever 21? They like like free yeah. people. Yeah. Classy women. Maybe like urban Classy outfitters. Classy women, where do they go? They go to urban outfitters. They go to free people. They go to coach, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I guess they could <laughs> what go about, to coach. What about coach? Yeah. Do you like coach, Jack? I love coach. <laughs> I'm there all the time. Um, I just learned what coach was the other day. That's why I'm bringing this up. The bags? It's a bag, dude. I think it's all kind. Of, is it just bags? I, I don't know. Do they bags. got other shit? Is it just a designer? I thought they were just bags. I don't know. Women go to Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Women go to Justice. We know uh, where women no. go. <laughs> yeah, we oh we yeah, the, come to us for any uh Yeah, ladies. You know, you women words. women hey, go ladies. to Claire's and Justice and uh, <laughs> and Limited Charlie. Two. Limited too. <laughs> Limited too. <laughs> yeah, all the women I know go to these stores. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the way fashion's going, you know, it's not gonna be long. Yeah. Women love a shirt that just got a lazily drawn like flower in the middle, like a little <laughs> girl's shirt. It just says cute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's in, like comic yeah. sans. That's basically I mean Pinterest is the just is the limited two of adults, <laughs> no? Yeah. You get you get it all boils down. This movie was the limited two of rom coms. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Thank you. I totally Thank agree. Thank you, I agree. Um Wow, I don't well, I don't really remember what we were talking about now, but I did want to matter. I, I did want to talk about the soundtrack to this movie a little bit, um, just because you know we we recorded a couple covers. I hope yeah, we did a couple them. covers. The, there's a we got a little snippet of uh, Mitski's uh, "Your Best American Girl" that Jacob and I recorded. Uh, Jacob on vocals, me on guitar. Yeah, you know. I mean you don't have to flame me like <laughs> too hard by saying I was the one on vocals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people that could be left up to interpretation. You know who is doing the vocals. Okay, well I'm sorry. We can beep it if you want. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna be sensitive about it, I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought I did pretty good with the guitar. I messed up once. Yeah, all good. But uh, yeah, the soundtrack to this we got Lord Supercut, where it's like uh, I wanted to just read some lyrics to these songs because because they're so fucking so fucking good. Um, yeah, we got we got we got Lord Supercut here. Here we go. Uh, this is the uh, opening song, right? Yeah, this is the opening song where they do like a montage and they set the scene. And I don't even know talk about Rolling Stone or Jenny or whatever. It's like, in my head, I play a supercut of us, all the magic we gave off, all the love we had and lost. And in my head, the visions never stop. These ribbons wrap me up, but when I reach for you, there's just a supercut. Yeah, it's just so true. If you guys would like the snap. one thing I can say about it is it's so true. Oh, you want some snaps? I don't know. Thank you. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect poetry, honestly. Yeah. Um, in your car, the radio up. In your car, the radio up. We keep trying to talk about us. Slow motion. I'm watching our love. I'll be quiet. I'll be your quiet afternoon crush. Be your violent overnight rush. Ooh. Make you crazy over my touch. Yeah. She was 17 mm. when she wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sus. Is that true? Pretty I don't know. Pretty sus. <laughs> <laughs> she got famous young, didn't she? Yeah, she got famous pretty young, I think. Um, I'm not going to fact check that. I don't give a fuck, dude. She was 17. <laughs> anyway, the yeah, super cut of us, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that seems like a teen thing to write about. Yeah. Thinking, thinking of a month, I don't know. Fuck it. I'm getting confused mm-hmm. about how I feel about this movie. Dude, you can't turn around to liking this movie. I'm not saying I like it, but am I saying I'm saying it might be fine? I'd say I yeah, like it. It might be fine. I you like know? it now. I don't I don't and know I don't know if it's as offensive to me as it as it as I thought it was. I'm not sure if I was just trying to make it really offensive to me. 
because it does bother me. But yeah, I mean, it's we're, not, we're playing uh, it up for yeah. sure. Yeah, but the movie, I don't know. I'm just trying to be honest here. I'm trying to give you guys a piece of my soul. Okay, yeah. The I'm honest, sorry okay, for fucking sharing. On, lay, it, lay it out honestly. All right. Out of 100, what would you give this movie? 25. Okay. Yeah, it's so it's good. not a zero. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. No, I it's think... not It's not a zero. Well, I would never watch it again. I don't know. What the fuck? Out of 100. <laughs> yeah, you know, a percent. <laughs> Let's just do a pitchfork style. We'll go out of 10 and we'll do, out of 10. And we'll do decimals. 2.5. Okay. 2.5. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> math, my, my, my math guy's got my back on that. Okay, well, I, I honestly would probably go a tiny bit higher than you. I'd give it a three. You know, yeah. it's fine. Well, I you see, liked a couple scenes. I liked a couple scenes. I give scenes. it a 2.5, and these are my reasons. Um, Jabuki's character, not bad. Mm-hmm. I liked Lakeith. Lakeith? Lakeith is good. Smoldering. Yeah. Sexual. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like his character because, I mean, he was equally as quirky as Jenny, which was so bothersome. Yeah, but he he didn't really have many lines. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Get your money. Well, he was cool and mysterious because of that. Also, was he? we're forgetting about one of the best scenes. Are we? Yeah. Uh, you know, me. like towards the end where they're talking about how when she moves to San Francisco, they're going to FaceTime while they shit. Oh, that's yeah. I thought that was really funny. It yeah, was, that was, it was funny so funny. Scene. It was relatable it was so because funny to me. I like talking about shit. I think, you know, watching my friend shit over FaceTime would be funny and, you know, quirky and cool. You know I'm going to um, hit you up right when I'm on the pooper. Yeah, and I'm going to be like... <laughs> I'm going to be sitting on the pooper. I'm going to be FaceTime. Like, uh, I'm going to be... Uh. That's her shitting noise. Yeah, we started doing that since the, since we watched Yeah, ever that, since right? then, uh, I FaceTime the boys every time I'm shitting. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just relatable. It's funny. It's cool. Uh, you know, nasty girl humor uh, is good and funny and makes me laugh. Um like, they also, right know. after that, say, I just want to go watch the new murder doc on Netflix. Yeah, there was an egregious self-promo <laughs> there at the end. That, that, that was really obnoxious. There's a lot of obnoxious stuff about this movie. I'm just saying, within the fold of rom-coms, does it break new ground? I don't think so. No. no. But is it especially outrageous because i mean we were talking about just friends and you've got mail where the male characters are psychopathically obsessed with these women and who pretty much just fold to them instantly so in that way is the girl and bossness of it so unwarranted because that shit is so egregiously thrown in your face why not have the woman side also so egregiously thrown in your face i I mean i think the the problem i have it even from like a feminist lens is that they're they're fake girl bosses. There's no real growth. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess their friendship kind of blossoms a little bit. She has, there's a parallel conversation about, um, like, in their breakup, um, you know, what, what's her face? Jenny says, like, I'm scared. I don't know how to, like, live without you or whatever to Nate. And, and they break up. And then she says that same thing with her friends, and they're like, "It's okay, we'll FaceTime while we're shitting and stuff." And right. Like, we'll, so there's there's almost this parallel of like, yeah, your your homies are are more important than your relationship, which is good, but I just I don't think it was well executed. All the characters are are one dimensional and and don't show much growth. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's fake feminism, in in 
from my point of view. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just such a stupid fucking genre to do. Yeah. Like, if you're setting out to do this, you are already aiming for the lowest bar you possibly could in a film. Yeah. So, based on those standards, if we lower our standards almost to the ground, <laughs> how does it hold up? I don't know. I'm not a fan of those movies, so it's hard for me to say. It really made me mad. It's making me mad trying to remember scenes. I hate all the dialogue. I do agree that it fucking breeds just the stupidest fucking ways of thinking. Yeah. It's just epic. It's epic. Epic. Yeah, dead it's ass. It's just fucking epic. <clears throat> dead, dead ass. ass. This, is, this is one epic movie. Dead ass. This movie is epic. And uh, yeah, dead B- ass was dropped way too many times. BT dubs, um, you, know, it's, you know, it's just fucking sick, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I it it does bother me because she obviously tried to capture a specific cultural moment, but but one that's just impossible to capture. Like all of the slang and vernacular she used was all over the place. Like you could pinpoint that to various years in the aughts and the and the tens. Yeah. Like, I mean the the lingo is changing so fast. It's it's hard to do. Like I I understand that making something relatable with uh this new millennial or like zoomer culture is very hard because when you when it takes a year to make a movie or whatever it's gonna be infinitely outdated by the time it comes out so you the only way it works is if you're self-aware about that and like talking about how like if if uh you know the characters saying all this dumb shit were like old, out-of-touch characters, you know? Like, maybe uh, hype or whatever. Oh, God. And, yeah, the fact that they put RuPaul in this yeah. movie is just outrageous. I mean, yeah, again, like, the peak the peak icon of fucking mm-hmm. phony, um, what, I guess, uh, uh, like, uh, not exactly diversity, but just, like, the phoniest figure you could put in a movie that claims to be diverse and intersectional and all that. A man who has, you know, multiple fracking operations going on (laughs) in his own name. Yeah, just, like, diversity of, like, race and sexuality, but uh, everyone's a multimillionaire, so, like, their struggles aren't real compared to, you know, a normal person that also happens to be gay or black or, you know, trans or whatever. Yeah, it's like if you're not putting any money stuff in, what what the hell are you even saying? But that you know that again, that's never takes place in rom coms. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't unless unless there's a character that's so poor his ceiling is really low and he has a mattress (laughs) on the floor. Yeah, like for sure. I mean, it's not. It's all just parody. So it's not as interesting to look at like from a movie point of view, especially for that genre. Like. I don't know. Yeah, you can't <coughs> fault them too much for that. I, I guess it just... Excuse me. You're excused. That was oh, a bad thank burp, you. by the way. Thank you. Yeah. and Thank uh, you, King. Yeah, you're welcome. That was thank, epic. Thank you, King. Yeah, we're, you know... I'm nasty, dude. You know... You're a nasty boy, I'm dude. a little nasty <laughs> boy. Dude, nasty boy nasty humor. Nasty boy humor. Nasty boy humor. Whatever. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck Completely. <laughs> Completely derailed you there. I'm just sorry, dude. I'm just so nasty. I had to get it out of me. Yeah, that's fine. 
<laughs> oh, is it? Is it? Yeah. You sound a little mad. No, it's it's fine, dude. Okay, it's well, fine. we can I mean, air it out on here if no, you want. Dude, it's fine. I mean, we're friends, you know. Dude, okay, it's, are we? Fine. Yeah. I don't know about your dude, tone right now. You, I, I'm saying it's fine, dude, so just uh, okay. drop it. I'm, it's fine. I'm sorry. And I'm now I'm seeing a super cut of us, you know, all the good times we had. <laughs> yeah. Holding hands, skipping through the meadow, you know, lighting yeah. cigarettes together. I looked over and I saw your Budweiser and I thought about the first time <laughs> you bought Budweiser and like said it was your new beer. <laughs> yeah, I am a Budweiser man now. I know this isn't, you know, our other podcast, but uh, a oh, little yeah. life update. I'm a Bud guy. I'm a Bud King. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the king of beers. The king of beers. And Bud I'm Light. drinking the king I of beers. I mean, Budweiser. It's not Bud Light. Shut the fuck up <laughs> about Bud Light. I'm sorry. You're not forgiven for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, but there's some lines you can't cross. And if you suggest that I drink Bud Light to yeah. our audience, yeah. I'm unforgivable. Really, Jack, we should please make back a, me yeah, up. Yeah, no, we, I, think it's, I think it's fucked yeah. up. Yell at that, Jacob. We should make that one of the rules, Jack honestly. And I. Don't Ooh. Jack. Jack, that was Jack. That was, was that Jack? No, I, dude, yeah. I can't even whisper. Right <laughs> I can't, I can't, can't even, even whisper. All right, that was dude, definitely I can't, Jack. I can't even sweat. You know, you remember that one? I can't even sweat. Yeah, that sounds familiar. What was that? Uh, Prince Andrew or whatever. Oh yeah, I can't even sweat. It wasn't me on <laughs> the wasn't, plane. It wasn't she, me. That was that fourteen-year-old girl described to me as sweaty and look, I can't even. Baby, I can't even sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a physical condition. That was so funny. Yeah. Goddamn, Prince Andrew. Dude, yeah, man's looking like he's melting. Looks like a Cronenberg extra. Yeah. Yeah, we should review P- Prince Andrew next. <laughs> yeah, let's review Prince Andrew. Yeah, uh, product of incest from generations back. Loves to get quote unquote massages from fourteen <laughs> to six year old girls. Parody, though. Yeah. You know, if the queen listens, I'm sorry. Yeah, I respect this parody. you. This is a parody style thing. I'm saying. Um. Okay. Well, I did want right. to talk about the soundtrack, and I mean, we've been. Yeah. I mean, you talked about Supercut. I yeah. Mean, all I did was talk about Supercut. Uh. Yeah. If we've got any, you know, soundtrack notes or or finishing touches that we want to. Having trouble reading no. my notes. Uh, they had another Vampire <laughs> Weekend song. I oh yeah, Vampire Weekend. Yeah. I think we talked about that with Kissing Booth. Yeah, they, they and I actually, I actually thought that wasn't the worst. That was probably honestly the best place song in the movie because it did come out in like 2007 or something. And it is like yeah. a New York. Yeah, I mean, like I don't. It's a, it's a, it's a good lo- locational. Yeah, I don't remember that song, so that's a good sign to me because well, the ones I remember were like. Jarring, right? Out of yeah, place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, but it goes like dun dun dun. I, I see a mansard roof through the, the trees. trees. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> I see a salty message written in, in the, the eaves. Yeah, the ground beneath my feet, the garbage yeah, and concrete, and all the signs and stuff that I can feel it too. <laughs> yep, pretty good. Yeah, yeah so all they right. must have signed, you yeah. know, a multi-million dollar deal with yeah. Netflix. They're in, they're in all the originals. <laughs> yeah, Vampire Weekend isn't a lot. However, what I was saying is it was good because that was a scene leading into a flashback yeah. from, like, that time period. So oh, that was, yeah, like, yeah. the one song choice that I felt like made sense. Um, so props, you know? Uh, just one second. All right. And we're back. Oh, and we're sorry. back. Sorry. So, um, Jack just informed me that we're 53 minutes in. Did I? I don't did you? I said yeah, it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're like 53 minutes in. I'm getting so we'll, confused. So we'll we can start. we can we can wrap it up, but 
Yeah, we got a little treat for you at the end. One of our favorite songs from the soundtrack, a little track by Jesse Reyes. Yeah, Jesse Reyes. It's called uh, Great One. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming at the end. We did a little cover of it. And I'm I just to think, I, I know wanna, there was other bad songs. I want to remind everyone before you listen to it, just keep in mind that this song happened as they're breaking up. Yeah. Uh, just keep that in mind. So just just go into the song with like a sad mindset and see yeah. if you can stay sad while listening to it. No, please. And um, I just wanted to say to you guys before we sign off that you're both my person forever. Yeah. You're my person. I love you. You're my forever. person. I love you. I love you. I haven't never said it, but I love you. I love you. Thank you. Forever, Aww. dude. Thank uh, you. Trevor, you're looking at Jacob. You aren't looking at me. Oh, I, dude, I love you. I love you, I love you, you. I'm I making you, full eye contact okay. with you and saying I love you. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I was, I was worried for a second. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's just a super cut of us. I want to be a great one. I see a mansard roof through the trees, and mm-hmm. uh, that's and about it. I want to be your little spoon. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sorry for having low energy at the beginning. I was getting really sad about this movie. And so then I, right. I had to flip my opinion on it because I was getting too <laughs> fucking mad. So now you like it. I don't like it. I'm just saying. Now it's your favorite movie. I'm saying as far as slop for the pigs goes, this is like slop made less from guts and bones and more from like actual meat. What do pigs eat? Do they eat meat? I think, uh, I think they, they feed them all. I'm looking directly whatever. at Jack and asking him what pigs I eat. I don't know what pigs Apple eat. cores. Slop two. This is slop two. This is slop two. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. This is slop two. I guess. I mean, yeah, it's, you know what? As far as egregious bullshit, like the people that are going to like this are going to like it. So what can you really say? You know what? It's fine. I'm giving it a three out of 10. With a I'm solid giving it a 2.55 out of 10. I'm giving it a 2.75. What would you guys give it out of 1,000? Out of 1,000, I'd probably give it 300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably give it a 270. I'd give it like a 255, probably. <laughs> yeah. So. Pretty on good. that note, it's again, I do like if the last scene would have panned to the World Trade Center <laughs> or the world, the Twin Tower. Yeah, both of those are correct. Uh, thank you. Um, Sorry, it's been a while since they've been around. Yeah, I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, we were like five <laughs> yeah. when they went Shit. down. So. That's one of the two things you can't forget, that and the Alamo. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to never forget that. Yeah. What even happened at the Alamo? Does anyone know? No, I've forgotten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, apologies for the low energy. We had a bit of dead air there at the beginning. That's all right, though. I mean, you know, this one, it's its harder to do because, uh, you know, Kissing Booth was just so easy to, to just dissect every single scene. Yeah, uh, that, that shit was insane. Yeah. And this, this one, one is also insane, but in a much more depressing way because I know that people like it. Yeah. And they're not watching it to shit on it. Uh, they're watching it because it makes them feel something. Yeah, and which I, I, we just don't understand it's so personally. Yeah, I I just don't get it. Um, I think that the director is a bit of a a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to shit on anyone personally, but oh, okay, the I'm art sorry. the yeah. art sucks in my opinion. The art sucks. I mean, especially because. Uh, it seems like the director's the type of person to uh, Google her her name and podcast. Well, if she you know, finds that, oh, I absolutely. hope she she's yeah. extremely <laughs> online. Yeah, she is extremely online. Yeah. So, well, someone's oh. fucking with their mic cable, making a ton of noise. Yeah, I am, <laughs> Someone uh, great is fucking with yeah, their mic. I'm cable. sorry. It's I okay. Did, I called I, you great. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, okay. bitch. 
Well, what back. what movie should we watch for next week? Uh, do we have any lined up? Oh, I've got one. It's called uh, Dude. Should we watch that one for next week? Dude? Dude. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we'll next week, one. we will be talking about Dude. It's a Netflix original. Um, so if you want to... Oh, it's, it is a Netflix original. Yeah. If you want to watch that... Perfect. And, uh, you know, come back with a... Uh, with an open mind for what we're going to say about it next week. You know, you could, you could watch along with us and pretend like we're all friends. Right on. And, uh, I think I hear, uh, Ned Flick coming in. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll, uh, he'll say some words and then you can listen to our wonderful cover of, I want to be a great one by Jesse Reyes. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks. Jack say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone. All right. You're welcome. Thank you all for listening. My name is Ned Flick, and that was my podcast, Ned Flick's Originals. I accidentally turned Australian somehow. Uh, oh, crikey. <laughs> crikey, mate. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week after we watch Dude, the Netflix original. So, again, thank you all for listening to Ned Flick's Originals. I am Ned Flick, and we will see you next week. No, I'm going to slow it down, actually. Yeah, fuck that bitch. I want to be a great one. I want to be a great one. I want to make a million dollars, making all my days count, clowning with my day ones. Before I hit the gray sun, Louis V don't chase none. I want to make a billion dollars, bring it to my pop, say, Daddy, what you prayed for? What is life? What is love? What are lies? What is trust? What is everything? Everything is nothing without you. What is life? What is love? What are lies? What is trust? What is everything? Everything is nothing without you. Nothing, nothing, nothing Everything is nothing without you Without you Without you Running, I'm running, I'm running out of patience I want to be a great one and when the spirit calls me, I want to throw my hands up, ready to be saved, yeah. And when my day's done, I hope I die faded. When they take me away, uh, I hope I fly faded. What is life? What is love? What is time? What is choice? What is everything? Oh, everything is nothing without you. What is life? What is love? I hope I am enough. What is everything? Everything is nothing without you. Nothing without. Nothing without you. Nothing without you. Nothing is nothing without you.
Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening and good night. Thank you for listening. Have a great night.